Hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Ooh. Oh, you were very quiet, though. I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying not to be loud. I, I don't know, dude. Oh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, hello. Yeah. Okay. How was how was your day? How was your week? It's all right, man. It's just I, I don't know, man. I just I can't conform. It's just too hard. I feel that. Like I just I don't know, man. I just I wake up and I'm not happy because I I don't know, man. It's just. Well, you work a lot. It's a, it's, no, it's, it's, it's I mean, like, 40 hours. Shit. No, but it's just like, like at work, I go crazy. Like after work, I, I don't know, man. It's just. Working retail is the hardest. And people don't, really, people don't act like it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't really, say the hardest, but. Not the hardest, but it's, it's just so hard. Right. Like you don't like I still don't even know a lot about Whole Foods, and then people ask you questions, and then you just look like an idiot because you don't know the answer. I don't know. It's because you don't get trained. Jeez. Here, oh sorry, I just sent it to Dennis. It's all good, man. I just don't know. Yeah, they throw you under the bus a lot. I've had that happen at multiple different so jobs. Of, I'm just so tired of dealing with the public because, like, outside of work, like, like people have no idea how many problems you have outside of work, and they don't care. I don't know. It's just right. You're it's right. Just, it's just too much. Like, I'm not trying to be like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, my birthday's coming up on Tuesday, and I. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm just depressed. Happy birthday, man. I've been depressed about my birthday, but it's it's not about getting older or whatever. It's just, I don't know, man. I just, this, this Elmhurst town is just, it's just too hard for me. Like, people get too offended. And, like, the other day, like, I took, like, a couple hits of weed outside of 7-Eleven in a okay. place. And someone called the police on me. And I was just like. That I, was outside I, of the 7-Eleven? I've just been on edge since I dealt with the cops. And it's just like, oh, man. like. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's, it's tough. It, it, it puts you on edge. Rich suburbs. Like, I'm not saying wherever, wherever you come from is easy. But I'm just saying these rich suburbs when you're poor. It's just, you just feel like a different class of person. And it's just so hard to like, like it, it's so hard for them to reason with you and you to reason with them. It's just, I mean, I just feel, I just feel like even this apartment thing might not work out because I'm in the, I'm in the wrong town. Like it's just. Hmm. Yeah, I man, I would not. I, I personally would not be able to live in Elmhurst. I I already know. <laughs> I would not be able to. Really hard, so like, I heard about that, and that was outside of Seven Eleven. Somebody, the chick, the lady that you talked about. 
Yeah, this like some big lady. I'm not making fun of her, but she had donuts in her hand and she was really <laughs> And it's I don't but she like so they show up and so I explain my situation to the cops that I'm trying not to Gosh. Like I'm trying not to do anything around my apartment complex. You know, so I just did it outside and then well, that means you just can't do it at all in our town and I'm just like Oh my God, man. Like, I'm just smoking a couple one hitters and then putting it away. And, like, I don't know. It's just. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a. Man, gosh, just for smoking a joint. I'm always going to feel like an outcast in this town because I always like am the guy that, like, gets in not like trouble, trouble, but like a startling thing happens. And it's just like. Holy shit, man. Like, I'm not trying to cause any trouble with anybody or... I, I don't know. Right. I understand. No, you're totally... I mean, I've I've been there before. I felt like that can't smoke anywhere and it's you're not harming anybody and you're not doing anything immoral at all. You're just trying to go to work and mind your own fucking business and people are like, I'm going to be an asshole. I'm going to control your reality just because I can. You know, when people like kind of get off on it, they get pleasure on it. It's like the, uh, you know, like we, I told you about the analogy of the crabs at the bottom of the barrel. You know, people, people are suffering so much to such a severe degree that they feel like they have to, you know, inflict this, this unnecessary control on, on others just, and it's like a crab just bringing, you know, you're trying to get a little bit of freedom by experimenting with your own consciousness or you're trying to get a little bit of a, you know, I mean, you can't even relax. It's crazy. And, that, and unfortunately, that's how I feel on the day, like living and working in this town. It, it, it's just too much. Like, it's just too much because I'm never going to be like these people and they're always going to like look down on pot smokers, but never look down on alcohol drinkers. It just, Right. Yeah. Dude, I'm so glad you said that because I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a, a tea right now because I live in a state where it's, uh, you know, it's totally illegal. You can't even buy uh, cannabis recreationally or medically. It's, it's illegal on both fronts. It's fucking ridiculous. But every state around us, you know, you could get recreational in Michigan, uh, Illinois. Uh, it's just, <laughs> But it's it's legal, but they still want you to do it behind closed doors like it's illegal. So it's Yeah, like, that drives me nuts too. It's really confusing, man. Like I'm just I'm just trying to I mean, I don't even drink anymore and I'm still just getting in like sixteen year old trouble and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. like Yeah, like dude, they're like, you know, exactly sixteen year old trouble, like wag your finger trouble. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, you can't do that here. No slack. Right. <laughs> I mean, geez, I'm sorry. I'm not like, you have to be able to no, laugh no, at I'm, it though, you know? I'm, I'm laughing about it too because it's just like, they're like, they're like the weed, I call them the weed boys. Like, they're like the weed boys. Like, we're going to bully you because you smoke weed. Like, it's just like, jeez. That's just how pathetic their existence is. I know. But welcome, Dennis. Welcome. Hello. Oh, hello. It's good to hear you. Yeah. How's it going? It's been a while. 
Yeah, you guys have been busy or retired to do shows regularly? Uh, kind of. I think we, we missed the one Sunday and then we did it, made it up, did a Monday makeup. And... Did a Monday, yeah. Cool. How are, you mm-hmm. How are you doing in the uh, course, Mark Passer course? All good? Oh yeah, I've been doing real good. I've I uh, I made a I made a GIF for one of my YouTube videos. I think it looks really good, but I used um, my my Mac is too old, so I couldn't get a uh, like a good Photoshop program. I was using the one that the classmate shared with the browser through the internet browser. Okay, so it was it was getting kind of frustrating. But um, one of my friends said they were gonna get a get me a uh, a Windows computer, a newer one with a bigger screen, even too. So that'll be cool. And he has he said he'll upload Photoshop straight on it before he gives it gives it to me. So I'm excited. I'm excited for future classes as well. Matt, hello. Yeah, sorry, oh, <laughs> you're still vetting. I've, you're probably still in your own world. I bet. Good. I'm just frustrated in this town, man. I'm. An, I'm. An, I'm. I just. I don't fit in here. I never did, and I don't know why I'm even living here. It's just like, I don't know, man. I just, I've. I don't I've know, been there. I'm, just, I'm so tired of just like being on edge from other people around me. It's just. I don't know. That's how I am. I'm just really on edge from others always disapproving a guy like me. And it's, I know you got to like <laughs> not let it get to you or whatever. I get it, but it's just like, mm. like this town like got to me. Like, I just don't know what to do. Man, that's They're too rich. They have their shit together too much. It's just like, I don't know, man. I'm yeah, too, that's I'm too poor for this town. Like, that's basically like what people. That's how I feel. It's just I'm just too poor for this fucking rich ass suburb that has no idea what a poor person even goes through in 24 hours. Like, I don't even know, man. It's just. Yeah, that's how. I mean, South Bend is pretty pretty rough. Like we hear gunshots and shit, and I I feel too poor to be here. <laughs> like we're in the ghetto, and I still feel too poor to be here. <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> so some crazy stuff happened on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, Jasmine's like work while while Jasmine's at work. She got sent home early because her the lights were flickering in her building all day, and then the power went out. And um, the same day the power went out, she recorded a video with uh, her and my mom in the car. They were coming home from work because they got sent home early. There was like uh, five military vehicles, like full, full of uh, full of MPs, and like there was just a fucking convoy of them that drove. They were at a gas station. They drove right past them. I was like, um, we better stay home tonight. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it was intense. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Dennis got kicked off or left or something. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah, so that happened. That was freaking, freaking wild. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just I gotta get out of here. Like this place, this place just makes me feel too guilty, and it's just like, oh man. It's it's uh it's a ref it's a reflection of their own uh, self inflicted suffering. Yeah. You know, and they know they're suffering, but they don't they don't actually want to take any action. They just take it out on other people. Right. Or maybe even the less fortunate. Like I saw um. Me and Jasmine were at a subway actually in Elmhurst while because <laughs> we were going back home when we hit, stayed the night with you. Yeah. Uh, we were going back home and they were there were these uh there were these couple couple of kids like selling um selling candy bars for like raising money to uh I, they were they were like trying to get kids out of gangs and they had this website and they were promoting this program they were trying to keep kids out of gangs by getting them gyms. And like keep getting them into sports and stuff, but you know a lot of kids don't have money to go into sports. I know I'm I myself. I didn't have my parents didn't have any money for me to join in sports when I was younger. So they were trying to do this, but they're you know so they're like they're, they're, they were just small regular size candy bars, but they were selling them for like three bucks. You know, uh, they were the price was kind of hiked up a little bit, and the, but there were these there were these pretentious people who were also waiting for the uh, for the train. I think they were probably a little bit drunk. You know they were. Uh, they were clearly some sports fans, Chicago sports fans, and they were just they were just treating them like dicks. They were like, "Who's gonna pay three dollars for a sticker like this?" Da da da. And they probably had like more money than all four of us, like you know me, Jasmine, and these two kids. <laughs> they probably had way more money than those. Those Cubs jerseys are, jerseys are like seventy five dollars, man. Right. So like they're insane. Yeah, sometimes they're like over a hundred for a jersey. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah I've seen them up up to those prices too. That's what I mean. I just like I even though I'm from this this big city suburban area, it's like I've never been able to take it because it's just like like Chicago, New York, and L.A. are nuts. Are just too nuts. Like there's too many people. There's too much shit going on. Like even in the suburbs now, though out here it's like. It's like the city in the suburbs. There's just cars everywhere. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> yeah. I did not. I sure definitely did not like the amount of like traffic that was even in your little area. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. I just, I, I don't know. With that, with Venice, I don't know. But... Oh, it's, I don't, uh, I'm who not knows? I'm going to be a downer. Like, I love life, but I don't love working retail. And I don't love living in Elmhurst as a single person without kids and a wife and a career and a. I don't yeah. Know, I, I don't love any of that. Like it's just it's it's been really hard for me. Like. I can I, understand I, that. I, I'm just always the one in the wrong, and it's just like there's nothing I can do about it except be like the rebel in the wrong. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Like James Dean, no. yeah. <laughs> James Dean. He's from uh, he's from Indiana. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's been. I feel that, and the weather. Like you said on the few episodes ago, the weather's just been shit. Dude, yeah. Also, also, like I, I, I really have a brain, and I know not everybody does, but I really have a brain. <laughs> when like. Like it starts <laughs> raining for three or four days in a row. Like I go crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. 
I feel that. I really, I know, but sometimes I really think I need to move to a state that's sunny all the time because I really look, I'm, I'm such more of an optimistic, upbeat person when the sun's out and when it's rainy and mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I could end it all. Like, it, it's that much. Oh, of damn. I hate to say it like that, but it's, like, <laughs> dude, it's the truth. Oh, shit. Like, I need sunlight and I need warm weather. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think I yeah. made a mistake on this apartment. It's it's too oh, classy of a, it's too classy of an area. Still, it's just oh. Yeah, I live. Eventually, they're not going to tolerate a guy like me here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I lived in an apartment complex before that was like it was a quiet or quote unquote quiet complex because there was like old people. And then there was only, like, they didn't, like, they didn't allow kids there, which I thought was super weird. So nobody, everybody that lived there, nobody had kids. And it was, like, I mean, it wasn't that big. It was, I can't remember exactly. There was, like, three or four separate separate buildings. Each of them had maybe seven apartments in each of, you know, six or seven apartments in each building. So it wasn't that small, but it was like, I was like, what? There's no kids? So my, my roommate had a kid, and she was, um, she only had her kid, like, once a, once a week. So they allowed that because it was only once a week. But even still, when her kid was over and, like, playing, the neighbors would complain that the kid was, like, being too loud. It was It was the most frustrating thing on the planet to me. Like, once a week, this, you know, this innocent, an innocent kid is once just once playing and hanging out with their mom, and you're like you're just gonna call and complain. <laughs> it's just, and that was the only that was the only time she got to hang out with her. It's just so many people are are like people that want to complain about other people on this planet. It just it's maddening because I I'm just not that type of person. Like I'm not a cop caller, and I'm not like I know, yeah I feel that if somebody's doing something as long as it's not like severely awful even if somebody's yelling or doing something nuts like i'm not gonna you know get pissed at them or i don't know it's just right but these people around here at least in illinois they get pissed about everything like (laughs) a little different or out of the ordinary i don't know man Oh, he's experimenting with his own consciousness. Oh, he's not controlled. Yeah, right. They want you to control you. I know they want you to be controlled your whole life, and it's the and and certain towns will just do it to you. They'll just they'll force you to be controlled, and you're like, wow, like I don't know. So I think um, I always I feel like I noticed during the pandemic like when I chose to wear a mask versus when I chose to not wear a mask in a store whenever I wore a mask I feel like people almost like either looked down on me or felt bad <laughs> like for me <laughs> you know or even if it wasn't on a conscious it was on a subconscious level you know like damn and I kind of felt the same way when I saw see other people you know, to this day there's still people that wear masks and I'm like damn dude like 
like are you okay bro like are you good <laughs> like <laughs> is the man getting you down like shit <laughs> sure man well the man definitely knows how to get you down that's for sure fuck yeah man I feel your energy Matt <laughs> I'm not trying to be negative man. Just, <laughs> no it's all I, I good no it, it just really <clears throat> like, like I got this apartment and I think it's a mistake already it's like I said it to one of the ladies at 7-Eleven already I'm like, I think this was a mistake to get an apartment. Like, the next town over, Villa Park, is, like, way more chill, and there's more potheads and (laughs) drug users and stuff, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, it's a more relaxed town, even about, like, yelling or anything. And it's like, this place is just beyond strict, man. I'm not a strict person, so there's always going to be conflict, unfortunately. Like, I hate to say it, but I've I've dealt with this my whole life here, and it's all it's always go back on pills and do this and do that, and <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I can't take being a guinea pig for psychiatrists anymore. Like it's just really hard. Like uh, I believe it. Yeah, my uh, my dad. I mean that that's why I have anger issues in me because I've been on fucking. ADD and bipolar pills for 20 years and it's just like damn man like you you drug somebody and then you get mad at them for smoking a plant it's like this is nuts (laughs) no I'm just I'm just speaking for all the people that are labeled mentally ill and have to go to psychiatrists and therapists and all this shit like it's like I'm off pills again because I missed my last appointment, which happens to me about every goddamn time. I go the first time, they give me prescriptions, I run out, and then I become this different person off pills than I am on pills. It's it's just beyond mm. complicated for the brain. It's just and then you and then you're off pills and you're like, oh shit, I better conform and go get my pills again. And, I mean, I've just been battling this stuff for like I just wish I didn't have parents that believed in psychiatry. Like it just drives me nuts. Like that would yeah, that would drive me nuts too. Shoot. Because like you just you just feel different than everybody else, or you make excuses that other people don't make, or I don't know. Oh, well, this will be this will be a sentimental podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm just scared, man. Like I'm just I'm scared. I'm even talking too loud right now. It's just like I don't know what. To were say. you were you being too loud in the past or something? Did they talk to you about being too loud or? Yeah, dude, I fucked up already. So that's what? What, what happened, brother? I don't know. A note, a note was on my door tonight when I came home. It said, "Please keep the volume down." I was like, oh, fuck. What were you... I already made an impact. I don't believe... What were you doing? God. I got frustrated frustrated this morning. I I woke up at 4 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep before I got up for work and it was raining and I had to call for a ride for my mom to 
go to this poverty level. I just didn't want to go to work today. I don't know. I just gotcha. I mean, I think I was just a little loud when I was getting ready. Oh. So I can't do that here ever again. I understand that. And I feel bad because I'm not trying to disturb nobody, but I guess I was a little loud this morning. Dang. Were you just like just slamming stuff? You're like frustrated or? Well, I was I was just speaking out loud. Oh, I do I do that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean like in a louder voice than a normal voice. Like I'm being honest. I'm not gonna lie on this podcast, but Gotcha. I probably, I probably woke a couple people up. I don't know. Wow, that's jeez. Apartments, I could never. I mean, I've done it before, but it just they just God, they that's suck. What I mean, and loud people artists, suck. People, I don't think loud art. I mean, I'm a singer too, you know, and that's another reason why I have a loud voice. And it's just, I know, but I think everybody around here has like quiet voices. Yes, <laughs> like. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm They're conditioned. Be I'm going to do my best to be quiet the rest of the time I'm here. But... Gosh, hate hate to see what it would be like if uh, me and Jasmine came over because I think all three of us are pretty loud. <laughs> I know, man. I, it, but it's, That's just not like a... society, it's just like in society, you just can't do anything anymore. That's what's so depressing. It's just you, you make like the smallest mistake. And people make it so major, and you're just like, "All right, I yeah. can't your your brain." So you're right, dude. You're 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 right on so many things already in fucking twenty five minutes. You feel like <laughs> you just hit so many so many nails on the head. I hear you, man. I don't mean to complain. <laughs> I'm just having because it rained the past few days. I'm just having a rough time. Yeah, no, I feel you, dude. Because I like I want to ride. I want to ride my bike to work and get that exercise. Yeah, like I hate. I even hate getting picked up in a car. Like I hate it. Like, yeah, I just don't like cars, really. I mean, especially I being either, here man. in the city. I, I like, ugh. I haven't had a car since two thousand seven, and I just gave up on them. I'm like, it I costs guess. too much. It's too much to maintain. They break down in crazy places. Like, it's yeah, just, that's true. I don't know. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading Dennis's book, and in this book, there's like flying cars and stuff, and I'm like, ooh, geez. Oh wow, you're up to the chapter. Yeah, yeah. yeah chapter I've, nine or ten, or I think. Uh, I've made it to. I stopped at twelve today. Okay. Yeah, I was putting in some work. I'm trying to have, I'm trying to have a book review at least like once, one, one a month. So, but okay. yeah, man, man, I gotta say, it's like, dude, you, you are a fantastic storyteller. I, it's very entertaining. Good. Well, I'm glad you're liking it so far. Heck yeah, it's a fun <clears throat> book. It reminds me of, I mean, it's, shoot, it just reminds me of a lot of. Uh, Reminds me of The Matrix, V for Vendetta, I mean, 1984, Brave New World, just all of the classics, you know, it seems like you had a lot of uh, really good inspiration behind it. Cool. Glad you like it. I am up to chapter, I think, eight, putting my, my on Substack with my own uh, explanation of the sim- symbolism of it. I don't know if you've read that yet. Awesome. I need to. I need to. Yeah. You sh- you, can you send me your Substack on Telegram? Uh, sure. I think I might have already. I'll check. 
I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I just I should have to dig through it a little bit. <laughs> Ooh wee. Are you still there? Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> as long as you're still. Oh. Shit. Oh, I cut out a little bit. Yeah. Dang. Oh, don't even don't sneeze. Don't sneeze too loud. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. I know, that's, dude, that's how these cops are. They, even the lady that the cool lady I talked to at 7-Eleven, she goes, I mean, not that I don't know this, but she even reminded me. She goes, oh, yeah, Elmhurst gets you for everything. I'm like, you're right. They do. Like, this place gosh any kind of like anything they disapprove of they they like put a harsh like you shouldn't have done that like you made your mistakes by doing that and it's like oh my god like a lot of finger waggers finger waggers yeah <laughs> the finger waggers <laughs> that's funny seemed to cut out i'm back now did you hear what i was saying oh there we go oh. So I, I check, 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 check. Whoa. there now? There we go. Oh, Still there? <laughs> there we go. Yep, yep. I don't know what happened there. I logged in again. Oh, I guess that's that so good. Feedback. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I can. So I checked Telegram, and I had already sent it to you way up above, so I just uh, made it so you can zoom back up. It'll show you where it is. Oh, I see it. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you. I'm going to get into that. Freaking yeah. squirt. Go lay down. <laughs> was that too loud on your phone, Matt? It was loud, but whatever, man. I mean... Like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to. Control. I know, but this town is a bunch of control freaks. Oh man, they're everywhere. I, I fucked up again. I don't believe it. I fell for the. Let's try another Elmhurst apartment. Like, why did I fall for this? Like, I don't know, man. I should have gone to Villa Park next door because there's way more cooler, down to earth people in that town than Elmhurst, and it's just. I should have just done the longer commute to work and man. Yeah, I've been there before. That shit sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't even take a hit of weed. It's just like I'm scared to go by 7-Eleven and do it now. And then I can't do it in my apartment. So the cops are like shutting me down. I don't know. Like I just don't believe weed is so... I mean, I talked to my coworkers about it. I'm like, why is weed so fucking hated still? Like, oh. That's a good question. Such a good question. Because <laughs> it, it just causes all this drama. When, you're, when, I, when I'm stoned, I would never yell. Or, but when I'm sober, like, I need weed 24-7. And nobody understands that about it because it just keeps my 
thoughts and emotions. Like I've seen people post this on Facebook too. Like it weed like puts your emotions aside. So you don't have to always feel your emotions all the time. Hmm. You know, that's interesting. And now in the past two days, I've barely had any because I'm scared to do it in my town now. It's like, Dude, like I fucked up. Like I fell for my parents' rich thing, and let's just get an apartment in Elmhurst, and and I just went with it and moved in, and and now I'm like, oh shit, I fucked up. I should have been in the town over with more poor people that feel what I'm feeling instead of rich people that have no idea what I'm talking about. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just that, that I'm just ex- describing what I'm going through living in this suburb as a single person in my forties that hasn't like settled down a hundred percent. And this town just disapproves of people that don't settle down. Like, yeah. I even told told the cop, I go, I go, I don't want kids and a wife like everybody else. I don't want that. Like, and, he, and he, of course, the cop goes, really? You don't want that? And I'm like, no, I don't want that. That's what he said. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It's your personal choice. I mean, how old are you? 43. Or 40. Well, I'm going to be 43 on Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> well, you could just still technically find a woman, you know, 35-ish or so if you wanted. But, you know, it's your personal choice, obviously. You don't want kids. It's fine. I don't have any either. So there are a lot All of right. work this world is so fucked up. We know what they do to kids these days. You know, it's coming out that, that information. It's out, out sex trafficking and rape and torture, murder and satanic rituals. I mean, it's a pretty fucked up world. Yeah. 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 They're, they're getting, they're convincing them to get their uh, things chopped. You know, it's like. Well, that too. Jeez. And that's just, in, that's normalizing public education. Yeah. That's the out there uh, normal and they're not hiding it, but there's all the other wacky stuff they hide. They, don't. <laughs> oh god i got chills <laughs> jeez <sighs> that's what i mean there there's Horrifying. so many other there's so many other way sicker shit going on than somebody on a sidewalk taking a couple hits of weed <laughs> i mean it's just like i know but i just can't believe I'm sorry that. that's just no you're so right i just can't believe like these cops can't see that it's like i don't know man Well, it's everybody's everybody's money is paid is depending on them not seeing it. Right. They would cease to get a paycheck, like you know, like us. <laughs> we don't get a paycheck for you know trying to talk to people about this stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think we should, but it's crazy. No. No, I know what you mean, but yeah. Yeah, money's just fiat anyway. It's just a control mechanism. They make it up out of nothing. It's just a scam. Mm-hmm. It is. Money literally is a scam. And I also have been saying that for years. And of course, everybody... <laughs> That's funny you say crazy. that, Dennis. You're crazy. Just go make some more. Make better money than what you're making. You're crazy. Oh, just get a better job. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, I've heard it so... Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I, I've, heard, I've heard it my whole life and 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 what's yeah, funny same. what's funny is i i never get the better job so i don't even know what people are even talking about get a better job how 
Yeah, no crap. They want you to have experience to to work the things, but if if you don't have the experience, they won't hire you to be able to get experience. It's <laughs> it's bad cool that you I've tried all that before many times, and I'm just like, if you can't, they, well, yeah, they won't hire you because you don't have the experience. But they should reach out to people to give them a try so they can get the experience. It, it just makes no sense, man. Like, right? Just not that that's what I want to do with the rest of my life, but. Right now, I'm trapped in the money game, so it's, I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You're making me space out. I'm just thinking about life. <laughs> I know, man. That's that's what I've been doing the past few days as it's raining. and I'm just thinking about, like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I'm never going to be happy like all these other workers that just want to be worker bees their whole life. Like, I'm never going to be happy doing that till I'm 60 or 70. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Yep. <laughs> like the Matrix movie, they keep you in the, you know, deluded at the whole illusion system, and you just pay your taxes, go to work, and do the grind, and there's no creativity or freedom in it, and you're just controlled by money and their laws, and you live your whole life that way, and you never really discover who you are, and probably get recycled, like David Icke would say, back, reincarnate and do it all again if you don't uh, discover who you are and how to get the fuck out of this place. So true. Hell yeah. Well, we can shut it off right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have to do a lot. No, I, no, I was just kidding. No, it's all good. I, I don't have a lot. I honestly don't have that much more to say. I, I'm just tired of, I'm just tired of America. I'm tired of customer service. I'm tired of, like, act. You have to act a certain way in public. Like, I'm, I'm just tired. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm. I'm I'm burnt out on all that shit because I know I'm not a person that's going to act all the time the way society wants me to act. And I never have been. And it's not even just about being a rebel. It's just some people are wired differently and you just can't act like the majority of society. And that's all it is. It's just. <laughs> well, it's not, uh, it's yeah that you I mean you said it we don't want to act this way right because we're not actors we're like we're real people we have you know we have emotions sometimes we don't want to go to work sometimes we want to be loud sometimes we want to be quiet it's totally natural exactly but society I love what you're saying but society thinks it's like unnatural or something yeah be quiet all the time whisper yeah, you have to be a quiet mouse your whole life. You can never. I mean, dude, there's even philosophers. There's even philosophers like Alan Watts that 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 introduce like primal screaming and stuff, which is good for the soul. But of yeah. course, society, society will. And I think there's even some weird metal or industrial band called Primal Scream too. But uh, um, hmm. like. But you, but that stuff's not acceptable. That'll get the cops called. So it's like right. it's like uh it's like on front the story of Anne Frank. If you ever read the diary of uh, Anne Frank, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
of that old that old school book from World War Two. If you ever read right. that, they had, they had to be quiet for like, you know, just a completely unnatural amount of time. They had to like, they couldn't even breathe barely. They just well, it's like it's like any time, it's like any time even you bring up the truth, there's always somebody going shh, shh be quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. I was gonna. Don't, that's what I was gonna talk. lead that into. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't talk about those words out loud. Keep those in your head. I, even my parents, my parents, my whole life. Keep that stuff to yourself. God. Keep that stuff to yourself. It's just like, oh my God. That sounds insane. Now I'm getting loud, but like, it sounds so insane. Like, just, just even try to imagine, just, oh, don't just be quiet. Just, you know, keep your head down, basically, you know. Yeah, keep your head down and get into your don't... chest. Like, Ryan. <laughs> what a life. Hear me now. A life of control. What's up, Dennis? Oh, I you hear you. I cut out there. I keep cutting out for some reason. My phone keeps going. <clears throat> oh, the controllers. So yeah, yeah. the control. Yeah, they make me... controllers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I, I know. I know. The three of us are tired of being controlled, but I, there's not. The problem is there's not enough people that are tired of being controlled, and it's just. Ooh, I like this direction where we're going to. So how do we yeah. get, how do we wake up more people? Because that shit's hard. And I know we've talked about this on here before, but I just, yeah, it's really hard because people are so stuck in what they believe in in their ways so much that it's, it's I don't know, it's almost like a mental illness of its own that they have because they, they're just like, no, nothing else is right except for what we say. And I don't know. People got an yeah. obsession to control other people, right? We can't even control ourselves totally. I've got my flaws and uh, escape escapisms and addictions, and and yet they make all these laws for weed and shit. I mean, it's up and down. I mean, in my country, it was, countries weed is legal now. It never used to be. You could go to jail for that. I know a guy who was prosecuted for that. Now it's legal. So back then, it's all bullshit. He shouldn't have been prosecuted in the first place. It's just they're always changing the fucking laws. It's just control mechanisms. It's all bullshit. Everyone should be yeah. allowed to be free, total individual. Yeah. Well, it's moral. It's moral relativism, right? At the end of the day, like Will Keller, Will Keller is always talking about that. It's one, you know, prohibition. You have alcohol is moral one year, and then the next year it's immoral. It's just just like weed. You know, you cross this, you cross this imaginary, arbitrary line, and it's it's moral over here, but it's immoral over here. You know, you can That's get a fifty dollar fine for this, for a joint on this side, and then. Uh, four years of prison for for a joint on the other side. It's, it's yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I'll even use, no. I, I love what you're saying because I'll even use these two towns that I'm dealing with over here. Like in Villa Park, I've been at the train station and cops show up and a bunch of us are smoking and they don't do shit. But in Elmhurst, yeah, in Elmhurst, they would break it up and like tell everybody to go home and like it's just, like it's just so like you said, like one side it's okay and then the other side it's like a huge crime like i don't know the whole system is to keep to get you in cognitive distance and confused yes and and not really seeing the whole thing is bullshit ultimately at the highest level of unity beyond this life it's all they say it's all one we're all in unity there's actually right and wrong good evil it's all subjective relative there's absolutely no such thing actually but the controllers of the world <laughs> the satanists keep you in this cognitive distance they want to get the the public 
confused and fighting amongst themselves all the time, right? And causing disruption and pain and suffering, like prohibition. There's all kinds of wars with Al Capone and the and then mm-hmm. and then man, just to yeah, wars and suffering and, eat, and get people fighting, like public fighting amongst themselves, instead of mm-hmm. unifying and realizing there should be no government because it's all a bunch of bullshit. Well, and then um, to tie that in, like back in those days, the mafia had ties with the government. They were paying off the yeah, police yeah. officers. They were, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Dennis. The government is yeah. a mafia. Always oh, yeah. has been. There's the front of mafia that's out there public for the, for the public sees, and then there's the ones behind the scenes you don't see. But all government, they're just forcing their shit mm-hmm. on other people, and they're just making shit up and changing it all the time, forcing it on people, using coercion, dress, and violence to force it on people. It's all bullshit. It's all mafia. That's all mafia does. They make up shit and shove it on you. That's so true. Yeah. Pay us or we're going to break your legs. still going on man i love that or i don't love that but i love what you said thank you (laughs) get me get me fired up (laughs) (laughs) i should probably warn you in my chapter if you're up to chapter 12 13 takes a a dramatic turn and it gets kind of kind of (laughs) wacky uh-oh Okay. Some people say it gets too violent and extreme, and some people have had to stop reading it. But I'm sure you can finish it. I hope. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I'll. I'll be good. I've. I'm pretty desensitized to all that stuff. But yeah. I, I unfortunately I hate. I kind of want to say, but but I also at the same time I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. You know, and uh, I what he did to the Charles Manson family uh just brought me. So much joy, so many smiles, a lot of good memories. <laughs> I was in the theater when when that movie came out. Jasmine and I went to the theater and right. Jasmine went to the bathroom. Right? Have you guys seen that movie? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> right when Brad Pitt goes outside to smoke the acid dipped cigarette, Jasmine went to the bathroom and she missed that whole ending. <laughs> but it was like, and then so after that ending, but everybody, I started a, uh, I started a clapping ovation. So there was like a standing ovation. That that was my first one that I ever got to be a part of, as as far as being in a movie theater public setting goes. It was really cool, and it was right before the pandemic, which is interesting. That is. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject there. <laughs> that's that's what I just started thinking about. You know awesome. Michael from, you know Michael from our class, eh? Henry? Oh my I don't I don't like Al Chem Michael, that, that that one. I can't remember his last name, but I sent him a copy of my book too, and he's up to chapter three or something. And we've we've done podcasts, he's called me and we've talked about it. Like he's quite quite really? excited. He sees so much symbolism and it really speaks to him and on a, like a spiritual level because he studied symbolism in the Bible and these kind of things. And he finds yeah. it fascinating. We should do a three of us or even Mac can chat about it too. If you, I'll send you a copy if you want to read it too. It's up, up to you. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that yeah, would be awesome. I hey, mean, Henry, give me your address. I can send you a copy too if you want. Yeah, Matt, do that. Yeah, that sounds good. It's really good. I, I've been, yeah, like I've, I've been enjoying the hell out of it too. Um, I've been tying it with a bunch of, uh, a lot of different movies. 
Um, actually, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to talk about this tonight. So there was there's actually a video game called Max Payne, and they made a. I don't know if you heard about it. No. They, well, they made a really crappy movie with. Uh, it's got Mark Wahlberg and uh, 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 what's some famous chick. Uh, she plays Meg in Family Guy. That's that voice. Um, uh, I think. I think Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, yeah. So it's got it's got Mark Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis. But that's the movie. The movie is horrible. But the storyline of the video game. I mean, this video game is top ten video games of all time. I would put it on the same list as uh, you know Mario. It's up there with Mario. It's so good. The storyline is fucking phenomenal. Uh, so one of the characters um, in the book. Uh, how do you? I don't know how. I'm gonna. For, correct me if I'm wrong, but for the the alien that comes in the house, his name is Asin Ohm. Is that correct? I believe so. That oh no, I was talking to Dennis because well, sorry, sorry. It's, it's spelled A C I N dash O M. So that's how I was pronouncing it, Asin Ohm in my head. I call it Akinom. Akinom. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so he keeps talking about uh, fallen angels and, you know, all that stuff. So it made me think of this character in Max Payne. His name is Jack Lupino. And in the video game, um, <clears throat> Max Payne, he's a police officer. And uh, he, he comes home and he experiences a very, traumatic, uh, a very traumatic experience after work one day. And he begins to question his morals and question his job. He, like, quits his job and he's like, what am I doing? I've been doing – I've been – kind of helping these crime families as a police officer as a police detective and he comes home and he like experiences this and uh there's a lot of symbolism in the game the drug in the game that all the criminals are addicted to is called uh valkyr but it's spelled it's uh spelled with a y and i know there's a there's a governmental program called operation valkyr isn't there i don't know well that was a movie with uh about the German Hitler out uh, Valkyrie with um, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that, and I think that was based off of you know a real a real thing. And so, uh, uh, yeah, there's just so much symbolism, and it's it's uh, a totally original story. But it's made when you play the game, they they tell you the story through a graphic novel sort of. So it's like a moving graphic novel. Like when there's blood, it'll be like it'll show you the comic book frames, and then. You know, it's exactly like a comic book. It's really cool. And uh, so um, there's this guy, Jack Lapino. He works for the Punchinello crime family in the game. Uh, he gets addicted to V, the drug Valkyr. And this guy, he starts, before you kill him in the game, you get to kill him. And the, this game has uh, bullet time. You know, it was, came out shortly, you know, uh, I want to say like four or five years after The Matrix. So there was a, it was heavily, had a bunch of bullet time on top of the just 10 out of 10 story. So he works for this crime boss. Uh, he owns a nightclub called Ragnarok. I'm sure you're familiar with that. <laughs> There's a lot of that in Hollywood. And, uh, is it Greek mythology, I want to say? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, so the, his nightclub is called Ragnarok. And uh, this guy, he, he works for the Cogniti, Cogniti, uh, Punchinelli crime, the the mafia in the game. And um, before you kill him, he goes off and like he starts saying, he's like, he does a bunch of drugs and he goes off and like talking about um, these uh, demonic 
deities. He's like Beelzebub, and he's like screaming at the top of like he's just going off. And um, he uh, there's like the people that he works for. They're like you. You reveal in the game that they're actually like pedo- pedophiles, and they're like uh, there's a child trafficking. Um, kind of child trafficking slash drug ring that you deal with as the character and it's actually i mean being being able to take that down is is really cool and like you just use bullet time to kill all these pieces of shits it's awesome but well these one of the quotes from the game is i've tasted the devil's green blood it runs in my veins i've seen beyond the world of skin the architecture of blood and bone marrow death is coming she is coming and hell follows with her this is the twilight winter i'm ready to be her son the time is now and all who stand in her way must die <laughs> and he, he says that right before he's like Beelzebub, and he says all these demonic uh names it's just really really interesting counter that with the green uh, green lantern motto when he charges up his ring in brightest day and blackest night no evil shall escape my sight that those who worship evils might beware my power green green lantern's light Got exactly different mantras for different heroes yeah i like that i like that stuff it makes the to me it makes the story that much more interesting and that's that's what i was thinking of like the whole time i was reading the book today I was thinking about this uh, Jack Lupino and his nightclub Ragnarok, and it gets into Norse 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 mythology. Lupino is a surname for uh, Italian origin, meaning little wolf, uh, and he calls himself the wolf. Uh, and uh, the son of Loki was supposed to bring out a huge play in Ragnarok, Norse apocalypse. It's a lot of cool, and I. And if you ask any gamer, they'll if you mention Max Payne, they'll be like, "Yeah, that game is like fucking, 10, you know, ten out of ten. A lot of some, lot of good allegory." Yeah, I'm decoding the allegory in my own story with uh, uh, with uh, Michael from the class. Interesting. I didn't even know when I wrote it. It was more more in my imagination, thinking it kind of literal at the time I wrote it. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a, there's some deep stuff. Like I was, I mean, there's some of the lines that uh, I wish I wrote some of the stuff down. Some of the lines the characters were, were saying was getting me like fired up because, and I was relating it to, of course, I'm relating this all to natural law, you know. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's oh that's good. Yeah. And um, uh, speaking of our friend, Brandon Martin, me and Matt's, Matt's friend, Brandon Martin, he's had him on the podcast before. Uh, he was talk, he was doing a live stream of video gameplay, and he, was, he said there's three aspects of, of Hollywood allegory. He said there's um, the allegory sort of like uh, Terminator, where the director knows about it and it's there on purpose, or the Matrix, where the, the directors know about it and it's there on purpose. Or there's, a, um, there's the allegory where they're just they're just kind of naturally writing a story that that comes to them from out of seemingly out of nowhere, but it's probably it could be their subconscious and then they they write the story and then you know they end up viewing people's decodings of of their work and they're like, oh yeah, you know what maybe I maybe I did mean that you know it's kind of a subconscious yeah type of uh, how I wrote my book uh, Michael's pulling out all kinds of symbolism I didn't even though I just wrote it like off my subconscious at the time, yeah. 
Yeah. Heck yeah. It's good stuff. That's why, that's why I was, man, I'm loving it. Cool. Can't wait to do the review. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. <clears throat> and it's, I like, uh, I like how it's, it's, it, it, it did remind me of, Matt's style of writing, but it, with your book, I'm learning. I, I, I mean, I'm learning at least like two new words a chapter. <laughs> I, I also love. I love that aspect too. I'm running a Goodreads giveaway of the book. Uh, you know, Goodreads. It's a social media for books. Was that for the the hardcover? Yeah, Goodreads. Oh yeah, Goodreads.com. I've got it on on there. It's a, it's a social media where authors put their books. Yep. Yeah, I think I, I signed up for that giveaway. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm up to like 2,100 people requesting it. Really? That's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. Another week or so to go. Probably end to be close to 3,000. I'm guessing. Awesome. That reminds me of a joke. There's a comedian named uh, Bill Burr. He says uh, one of his stand-up comedies shows that's on Netflix. He's like, "Hey, you know this is cool. You give everybody free tickets, and uh, you know a lot of people start showing up." <laughs> I always love that joke. Bill Burr is hilarious. Yeah, no, I, I love Bill Burr. He, he, he even goes into like just work the shitty job and then do your craft after work. Like he's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. That's how, that's how he started. Right. Heck yeah. Squirt is going off, I think. Uh, but it's not your time, Squirt. Oh shoot! It is. It's thirteen minutes past this time. It's okay though. <laughs> uh, I thought I had some other stuff I wanted to talk about uh, earlier when I was thinking about talk when I was going to talk about Max Payne. I was like, man, there's so much symbolism, and now I'm just kind of brain farting. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. It's just what's there's so much information in this world. I don't know. It's just... Oh, here's a here's another cool quote from the game. This is from Max Payne himself. Now with Lupino and Punchinello himself long gone, they were they were a bunch of smucks without the delusions of grandeur that too much money, too much power, and not enough brains. God will give any idiot. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like the, all of this reminds me of uh, reminds me of um, uh, the unveiling. Cool. All this, uh, all this, all the imagery, you know. Yeah, well, with all the stuff going on, no, my book's about open contact, and I was listening to some YouTube videos, and some guy was saying some stuff that really resonated with me, and he, he claims to channel this guy named this being called Bashar. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Hmm. It sounds familiar, actually. Daryl Arden or something. But uh, he thinks the end of 20, 2026 or the beginning part of 2027, they'll actually be in open contact. Whoa, really? And he predicted, you know, that there would be hmm. terrorists back before 2000 and 2001. And 2016, things were really going to shift and change. And when Trump became president, yeah, things really started to shift and change. And uh you might be right. It'd be interesting to see if, you know, my book comes live more literally than I realized. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Yeah, I, I kind of, I was thinking of with the way that uh, there's like the believers and the non-believers, I kind of, I was thinking, I was relating that to uh, COVID now, now that that's passed. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay, it was Dennis, was, he was getting, tapping in some, <laughs> some that's deeper intuitions, I think. <laughs> on, on Substack, on Substack, I talk about that. I related to COVID and government in general. They're like the aliens because they've got all these fancy technology, and they're like the wow. masters. They're like the ones, the authorities, and that's what the aliens claim to be authorities of truth. And I, I, I see it that way now. Like we already have the alien open contact. It's called the government. Wow. They're the authorities, yeah. the experts with the fancy tech and all the knowledge. So they say, right? Heck yeah. Yeah, during actually uh, Friday the thirteenth, I must have gotten like four, or four mess like I, I'm not gonna say four messages, but uh, multiple people that normally didn't talk about UFOs on Friday the thirteenth, they were like, "Man, I saw this crane, strange stuff in the sky." This blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, you're you're looking too hard into it, you know? Like I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to say to them. I didn't even know where to begin." I'm like, <laughs> I I almost started felt feeling like Jeff there for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, no, no, it's just it. No, it's like everything's okay. Like there were some people that were acting like they kind of started panicking, almost. Like, man, did you see? I saw some lights in the sky, and oh, <laughs> it's like, come on, man, You're smoking too much grass. <laughs> what do you call some of the UF disclosures? You know, the government admitting things and having public hearings about UFOs and stuff and they're conditioning people for a possible open contact or a fake alien invasion. That's what the Dr. Greer and ex-FBI John D'Souza says is going to happen. I would, I would believe that I would believe that they would fake an alien invasion because I still don't think would they would be willing to talk to us if they do exist at this stage of our <laughs> more yeah, no, like the, the guy moral from, progress. You know, no, I know what you're saying. Like the guy, the guy Tom DeLong from the band Blink One Eighty Two, like he went way far into the alien thing and like met with like federal agents and all these weird CIA people and like wow. then he. he I, I happen to listen to Steve-O from Jackass's podcast with. Tom DeLong from Blink-182 and like what you were saying Henry like he's basically saying like the UFOs are not like they're not like extraterrestrial beings from other planets like it's 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 government doing like that's what he was saying on Steve-O's podcast like it's not what you think like yeah so oh, yeah. it's just it, I know what everybody thinks yeah ever I since, ever since like the New Mexico like Roswell thing from the 50s like there's been this like green alien guy image, kind of like the Jesus image, you know, and it's just right. like, but, but that that alien image is is not what an alien is, like. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know. Like maybe we can even, like HP. This is why I love HP Lovecraft because he has uh, he has a lot of. It's all fiction. His stories are fiction, and uh, you know, but a lot of the. The creatures that the the protagonists in the stories are dealing with—they're creatures that our, our ooh bless you 
Okay. <laughs> don't don't wake your neighbors up. No. <laughs> they're they're like they're creatures that our mind our minds can't even begin to process or fathom like the the, an, the no, anomalies of how their bodies work. So like most of the time in HP Lovecraft's story, the main character just kind of just they see these creatures and then they automatically go insane. And they that that's like the end of the story. Basis basically all of HP Lovecraft's story. <laughs> they see this creature. It was a creature that was so disgusting and so uninhabitable. The lungs were on its forehead and its its penis was on its asshole and it, the, the mouth was on the on its feet. And it was just, as soon as I saw this creature, I went insane. And then that you know that's the end of the story. <laughs> that's funny. And I that's how I feel. That if there if there are aliens, you know, it's like either our brains can't even begin to fathom, or they they don't want anything to do with us because, you know, morals. Or or we are the alien. You know, that's another aspect that I would look at it. We we are the alien. If you if you want to look at some intelligent, this is what the illusion said. If you want to look, if you want to find some intelligent being that wants to drive a spaceship VW bus across the solar system. That's what we are. <laughs> like, <laughs> we no, you're right. We want to get stoned and move around the solar system. <laughs> yeah, the people, the people could be the aliens. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I don't, I don't know the way people act these days. That everybody is like an alien. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna call the cops. I need help with this person who's just sitting here minding his own business. And I know that. And, and I, don't even said, I I said that to the officer Henry. Like I was like, look, like the reason I'm like agitated and upset when this happens to me is that I'm standing on a sidewalk. I'm not gonna get behind the wheel of a car after I smoke or this. Or, and, and the cop just like shut me up. He's like, Matt. He's like, you're talking in the wrong direction. You don't want to say that kind of stuff. And I was just like, I'm not even trying to you argue. You say that kind of stuff. Oh, my I, God. I'm just so like, egotistical. I'm sorry to interrupt. So egotistical. No, it is. And it's just like, it's just like a guy on a sidewalk. It's not like, even like, egotistical, what? but I'm sorry. It's not even egotistical, but it's almost violent, you know? Like, you can have a polite conversation, but he's like, don't take it to that level. Don't make me, you know, he's like, don't make me do this because my paycheck is fucking dependent on me, you know, acting like like a fucking dickhead. Like, I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's like how many people have been through that situation with a cop? Like, some yes might be drunk or something. I understand that. And I I probably said shit to cops when I was drunk in my 20s, whatever, too. But Oh, yeah, I've been there. But the thing is, is like the thing is, is like weed is such a different ball game than everything else, mm-hmm. and like it doesn't impair you like alcohol or a hard drug or or like a pill or a narcotic. Like it doesn't right. impair you. Or like what that. if even like uh, I'm totally gonna be this fucking guy, but I'm like, what if you were a different skin color? Like I've I've already seen how they acted. With because those those kids I was talking about earlier with the candy bars, they were of that, you know, they were they were they were black, you know. <laughs> oh, they, were, right. they were of that skin color. Imagine like uh, uh, they they literally they they got intimidated by these fucking Cubs fans 
and we bought a couple. We bought me and Jasmine bought a couple for the ride train. We were like, yeah, we don't give a shit. And it's for the convenience of being right here at the train stop. There's nobody else because for some fucking reason the restaurant wasn't open. Nobody there. None of the vending machines are open around those areas. It doesn't make any sense, you know. So we had no problem giving. Yeah, you're doing it for good cause. Hell yeah, dude. No problem. But, and then they all just automatically started getting harassed by these other civilians who had no right saying anything, you know, because they really weren't harming any. But they were like, oh, <laughs> why are you selling your candy bars at this price when they should be this? Like, fuck off. Like, no, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's just like since the start of mankind, like the rich are always going to bully the poor. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. I, I hate, I really hate that we live in a world because most poor people are way nicer and down to earth than rich people. Yes, like, man. It's just... That's why I and, love and punk rockers. Well, yeah, <laughs> punk rockers are some of the nicest people dressed in sh- chains and leather and are some <laughs> of the and, and tattoos everywhere are some of the nicest people on the planet. And then people yeah. with people with no tattoos and, and would never get into punk rock are like the biggest assholes. Oh, they're like, the most judgmental, the people with no tattoos. Man. I, I always share a meme. I always share a meme. It's, uh, it's uh, remember kids, punk rockers are, uh, are nice people pretending to be bad and hippies are bad people pretending to be good. <laughs> 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 and we've talked, we've talked about the hippies too before on this channel. You know how like all the hippie, all the or oh, I already ruined it already. All the hippies that went to Woodstock now own businesses, and they literally like now own banks and shit, dude. Like yeah, you know, it's like it's like it's, Woodstock. It, yeah, it's like all the even like all the Grateful Dead people that would never said said they'd turn out like that. They all have careers and this and yeah, this now. exactly. You know? wild it's just oh god Jeez. i know we just we just live in a wild world where we're like people just want to get each other in trouble and it's just like stupid like that's what i'm tired of it's like getting in trouble for nonsense like <laughs> yeah and wake wake the dead podcast i highly if you guys haven't heard wake the dead podcast i highly recommend they just posted a couple of new episodes i've been listening they were talking about v for vendetta and comparing that to a new tv show called utopia i'd never heard of that tv show but yeah amazing podcast they get into that they get into how it's a reflection of themselves like you know they they see you smoking a joint or you know they see somebody selling a candy bar it doesn't even matter why they're selling a candy bar they just see somebody selling a candy bar and they think that they're doing that for their own personal gain and they're like oh why why how come i'm not doing that so then they they like they become vicious and they like attack the person who's literally just minding their own business because they're not making a gain it's just right. weird. It's sort of like a reflection of their own or, self-suffering. Or, yeah, or it's, it's almost like they pick on the people who are minding their own business because at that moment, they're not being productive at that moment. So it's like, oh my God, right. you're, not being, you're not being productive your whole day and night for your whole life. So you're a problem. Like, it's just... Right. Did, I related yes. to the, the masks thing, right? Because you're not wearing masks, they get they get upset and angry. And I think subconsciously exactly. they, know it, 
They know it's bullshit, but here's a person without a mask. They're walking free. They're not following the rules, and I feel like I'm a slave, and I have to follow the rules. Call the police, and you get angry and pissed because they're walking free. They're thinking yeah, they're call free. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. That's <laughs> yes, thank you, Dennis. Nailed yep. it. That's what it is. Subconsciously, they, they're oh, a slave, yeah. they want you to be a slave. Put on the mask, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work. You, I don't like oh, wearing this fucking thing either, so you wear it because I don't like you being free, and that's really subconscious. <laughs> Isn't that Plato's cave, too? Am I mistaken? I think in Plato's cave, like one guy's like, Hey, man, these are shadows, you guys are just looking at shadows, and they're like, No, you're wrong, you're a liar. Yeah, the other. The other two that are still chained up to the wall. The other guy, one of the other guys, gets unchained, and he starts. He's he sees that there's the shadows on the wall that they've been watching the whole time have just been. But the thing is, you know, you, you feel obligated to go in there and try to explain, but they're never going to understand until you can drag them out of the cave and see the light themselves. Yeah. If they're playing <laughs> with words to someone who's in shadows, they're never going to get it. Put it's on like the glasses. Put on Morpheus. the glasses and start eating that trash can. It's like Morpheus told you, you can't tell you what the Matrix is. You have to experience it, right? And it's that movie, They Live. Man. Remember that movie? They beat the, the guy beat the shit out of the guy to force the glasses on him. Yeah. And they live. Did you see They Live? Yeah, that's what I was referencing. But put on the glasses or start eating a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Big fight. Big fight. They got to get him to... to Force the glasses on him to see. Mm -hmm. And that's what it takes. I mean, he's smashing him through a car windshield. He's smashing him on the on his back with a two by four. They're smashing each other with beer bottles and fucking doing backbreaker wrestling moves on each other. And it's like he's still he's like, no, I'm not putting on the glasses. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> so gosh. It's better if you can just do the Morpheus thing because Morpheus encouraged Neo and he did take the red pill himself, right? That's the better way. But uh, Mark there, he's doing the, the they, they live thing. He's forcing glasses on people by <laughs> blasting everybody with the truth. Right. Some, some got to do a little bit of both, but it's more peaceful if you can just encourage them to take the red pill themselves. I was going to say, like, sometimes Mark does... He, he'll do like the you know the vitriol anger and sometimes he's like you know what if you're not paying attention by now it's your karma like, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Morpheus says something like that too he says uh, uh, I can only show you the door you're the one that has to walk through it yeah and then even in the Matrix Reloaded uh, Neo goes and talks to the architect and the again the architect says damn near the same exact words <laughs> and people don't notice. People are like, oh, the second movie sucked. It didn't make any sense. The third movie was the worst one. It didn't make any sense. Oh, the fourth one, it was really just meta, and it was a dumb story because they were just trying to make money, and I'm like, dude, you're no... You know, I'm like, you need to put on the glasses, bro. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's so much good insight, so much good philosophy, so, many, so much good emerald language, alchemical gold in those films. Oh, yeah. Mark did a really good breakdown of uh, Matrix 4. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was my that was my main inspiration, really. And then um, our friend that we mentioned earlier, Brandon Martin, has his own. Uh, he added his own breakdown and he kind of he his he's he even said he a lot of inspir his inspiration was from Mark. You know, we all say we stand on the shoulders of giants. That's how we know what we know. 
And uh, yeah, his was even better. I'm still waiting on Brandon's. I keep harassing him for it. I'm like, man, when's your when's your part two gonna come out? But Henry, I have to say, I really did enjoy when you did yours. That was cool, man. Like I I know nobody showed up, Thank and you. I I still feel for you on that one. But that was a really cool thing to experience because, like, I mean, there was so much stuff you pointed out, like you know, 9/11 stuff and. It was just like, man, like I never even noticed this the first couple times I watched these movies. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> Mark, Mark and Brandon, they both talk about that. But yeah, again, that's how that's how I know that because I stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, I I I have these people. There are these people before me who are brave enough and have the fucking balls. They have the fucking cojones to speak out against this shit, and they're not. You know, a lot of the times they're doing it for absolutely free. All you need is an internet connection. That's right. what's even that's what's even crazier. Like that's what like kind of blows my mind sometimes because this is it it this shit takes a lot of work, especially after doing that presentation. I'm like, dude, this is this is this is so much work. How do they like survive? Like and Mark even talks about that in class. He's like he's like, I tell people how much money I make a year, and <laughs> they like they can't even fathom how I survive off of the money he makes and i'm like yeah dude i probably believe him because i mean just to do that one presentation i wanted to have all my you know have all my eggs in one basket so to speak and it it took a lot of fucking work how'd your presentation what's up how'd your presentation go oh it was good uh i mean we had the venue owner ended up spending ninety dollars. He he had like a vegetarian option chili, and he had a, a a dead flesh option chili. It was really we had confetti, conf, these confetti guns. It was really fun. I bought a laser so I could, oh excuse me, point out everything on the projector. You know what I mean? It was it was a lot of fun. It was just the venue and his roommate showed up. Matt Bennett showed up and me and Jasmine showed up and that was that was literally it and he even he even had a few movie nights like he had a movie night where he played all of the uh terminator franchise he had a movie night where he played uh uh a couple of horror movies i can't remember i think it was maybe friday friday the 13th or something like that so i figured i was like man there's gonna be at least like five five to seven people that are gonna show up it was totally free you know but then I might, it might be, it might be a classic case of paranoia, like, you know, what Jeff's always talked about in the book, but <laughs> I, there was, there was another venue who threw a show during the same night and they threw it the last minute. I think that's what really kind of fucked it up. Okay. Yeah. So well, I know some Elkhart locals who were like into that type of music, you know, and like, uh, it's, I mean, just being totally honest with myself, like who wants to. Who's gonna like? Who wants to go and see a movie in kind of like a, a lecture type of format over like some live music? <laughs> you know, like if I was if I was seven years younger, I probably would have went to the show. You know. No, I get, I get it, I get it. <laughs> I feel, I feel like you're doing something that is like kind of like a newer art form, like. Of breaking this stuff down because it's, it, I feel like, but obviously, yeah. like Mark Passio does it, and like people like David Icke, and there's people out there doing it, but I just feel like it's still not as popular as, like you said, like right. just going to a regular show. So it's just and like they did it. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, Matt. That means a lot 
that you noticed that because uh yeah mark mark and brandon i know a lot of people who break down movies and i was just watching um brandon's cousin nate cap he was breaking down um dr strange he's breaking down the dr strange movie at one of the old past seed conferences and um yeah nobody has ever i've never seen anybody like play the film and then pause it and do unless it was very personal like brandon did that with me and jasmine he showed us eyes wide shut and he did that like for us like in his bedroom okay and, and again like just like what i said earlier i stand on the shoulders of giants i know what i know because they know and i kind of like took that i took what brandon did that night with me and jasmine i was like this is a great idea like we should add some production value and like it's you know get to some confetti maybe some food do all that do it up you know yeah, I would. We're gonna, we're definitely going to be doing it some more in the future. Like we, I want to do. They live. They're like I have so many movies on the list, but just like the book reviews, I have so many fucking books books that I want to get done. Book reviews, I want to get done. It's like, where do you begin? How do you prioritize? What do you want to do? The movies, or you know, <laughs> it's hard to wake people up. You got to take different avenues, different streets. <laughs> Yeah, I was just in a meeting today in my city here. Their the utility rates have gone up really high, and there a bunch of people are. We had a meeting; a dozen people are all upset, right? And they want to recall the mayor in my in my city here. Whoa! And you have to get forty percent of the people in the in the city. It's about sixty-five thousand people in my city to 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 vote to sign on physically on a piece of paper saying they they want that, and then you could force a 